calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to IGN UK podcast number 277. My name is Gav Murphy and this week I'm joined by the magical Rich Fairpark. That was your thing to say your name. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah I didn't get that. And Hello. Also, How you doing? That, really was, good. that was rubbish. Hey, that's that was that. proper balls. Who again? are you then? Tartan Juice for everyone knows me, so well. not, my fir- not my first rodeo, mate. Chris not, Tilly? Hey, <laughs> hello oh. pod people. <laughs> throwing them. You see, you're throwing them there, long time listeners. Excellent. Let's kick things off, shall we? Enough... Uh, this jibber jabber we're going to talk about what we want from Star Wars Celebration 2016 now you went out this year to Anaheim California it's it what Lovely. was it like good what? sunny you can watch an entire episode of our weekly Star Wars show called Rebel Base right now if you want if you yeah. want to find out loads about it it yeah. was really good right it was really good I also had um, chicken and waffles on my first night there which was um, nice. it's actually horrible yeah I can't imagine it was horrible nice. it sounds delicious to me does it yeah why I think the combo sounds good. I like sweet and savoury, so... Yeah, yeah but that, that's too that, sweet and too savoury. Yeah, and also, like, also in, on the menu, it said you could have, like, quarter chicken and, like, half a chicken. So in Nando's, what's quarter chicken? What'd you get? You get quarter of a chicken. So what you, what's that actually yeah, translate? Uh, a, a breast, I think. Yeah, so quarter chicken in America yeah. means a, a breast and a leg. What's up with their chickens? No, that's right, though. I oh, no, that's right. Would, no, no, yeah, no, quarter, yeah. yeah. So what the hell was a half? What's a whole? <laughs> I don't know. What's some of those chickens? A mutated like yeah. two Because I was like, like oh, so in my head I was like, I want half a chicken. And then all the Americans around me were like, I want Mitch and some guys from like GameSpot mm. and stuff. Uh, and they were like, oh, don't half chicken. That'll be a lot. And I was like, I've had half chicken before. That's I can handle like, half a chicken. Like, like, yeah, yeah. laying a breast. But I was like, if they're saying it's a lot, maybe it's just like a massive chicken. Yeah. So I thought I'll just get a quarter, and it still came with a leg and a, a breast. Wow! Well, I need to get so, myself to America. So that's what we want. From yeah, it's not Star directly Wars Star Wars celebrated, but related. But you know, so it's <laughs> going to come to London in 2016. So we need to. I think there is actually a shop some in London that does chicken and waffles. Really? There is. Yeah, I've heard some people go there. I swear to God, I'm not. Why would I lie about that? What an odd thing to lie about. <laughs> <laughs> you look at me with such you, distrust. You, you've lied to, to me about less. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, I haven't. Anyway, what do we want when it comes to London? When everyone rolls round to our shores, what would we like to see? I think so. The Excel, I'm, I'm going to be more. Uh, um, Excel is a big kind of exhibition centre for people who are not from London who have not been to a convention. You've not been even. I've never been. To it's a big convention centre in South no. London. Yeah, it's um, a competition. Well, I've won. So. Oh well, we talked about this on Rebel Base, which is IGN's weekly Star Wars show that me and Gav do with Rich. Yeah. And we talked about how, like, sometimes in the past, the European celebrations have felt like. The second child, yeah, like they've mm. been a little bit not as important. The fact that you even say a Star Wars celebration, Europe, yeah, like almost feels like it's not the main one, not yeah. the proper, not the authentic one. So I hope yeah. they treat it like a real one rather than I'm just a sure gathering of European fans. Yeah, they treat it in the same way as they treated this year's, where it's a real platform for announcements, yeah, and stuff. Got to, otherwise, like people would just feel cheated and. Everyone around the world will be watching Star Wars Celebration 2016. They don't care where it is. They'll be watching it for the big announcement. So if they yeah. just come up and do like a little sort of fanny-assed one, then not very good. I think it? Kathleen Kennedy went on record to say, we, we, I don't want to be doing a fanny-assed one. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of the post-production post from Star Wars a lot of the production. is... The production is... Yeah, in, is in yeah. London, yeah. isn't yeah. it? So yeah. it makes sense to have it all filmed, all filmed here. Um, yeah. British director on the first anthology movie, yeah. which is what makes we're more sense it. to have it here than it does in freaking Anaheim. Yeah, Disneyland. That's it, isn't it? So you're right next to Disneyland as well. Yeah, they go you? in. So I stayed in a hotel. It wasn't a Disney hotel, but it was like a friend of Disneyland hotel. Mm. <laughs> what? Is, I think that you you can still buy passes to the park there because right, it's yeah. like. If you go to Disney World in Florida, it's like a self-contained complex because they bought like loads of swamp land and just built there. And it's like yeah. its all own thing, hence Disney World. This is like the parks there, but there's regular roads and streets and houses where people live. And there's like other things dotted about, mm. like restaurants and hotels. And so you could see, I could see into Disneyland. And also nearby is this huge convention center. It's like where they have BlizzCon as well. Okay, yeah. And like, I'm sure loads of really boring conventions as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't that where Justin Bieber was arrested outside as well? I'm pretty sure it was. Well, outside the Annabella Inn. Outside, the, right. Anaheim, <laughs> outside the Anaheim Convention Centre. Yeah. I would put my nuts on the rack that that's true. My hotel was weird. The mini fridge kept um, like every kind of hour or something. There would be like a banging from inside of it. I was always like, it was like a little person was locked inside God, it. What? Did I you have a look? Che uh, yeah, check, check first time. Yeah. Like it woke me up the first night, That's and deep. I went in, and um, there's nothing there. It was horrifying what was inside. That's the end three, of the story. Three dollar water. Yeah. That's the end of the story. You have to wait for it, mate. How would you compare like the convention center in Anaheim compared to the Excel? Because oh oh oh, it's a bit oh. Talking, talking logistics here. All right, okay. Paxman. All right, Paxman. <laughs> like, Excel's just two massive rooms, isn't it? It is. It's well, like a lot of conventions, as I say, it's, it's a big it's, room. It's what you do. It's what you do with the rooms. Yeah, <laughs> if, any, if anything, too much space. <laughs> What's cool about um, the Anaheim one is like. <laughs> it's just a big room yeah. but upstairs they have like smaller rooms where they did stuff like Star Wars speed dating which right. I took a brilliant picture from because it was locked it was full up yeah. and let me oh, I'm going to find this picture I'll read it out in a minute how can um, you read out a picture there's text <laughs> on it Gav there's text on it <laughs> there's text on it wow well let me get to that in a what minute what a day I'll to be alive I'll say that story <laughs> um, so there's like rooms upstairs where they have like props from um, Force Awakens so you okay. could do almost like side exhibits Yeah. and then outside like, but attached is um, you can walk to this like huge indoor arena yeah. which is where they did a lot of the panels so I think over the XL we're actually comparing conventions and but we the, are not doing anything uh, <laughs> you two are doing this it's almost more appropriate to do stuff like that and like yeah. show footage whereas XL I think they'd have to just like make close off one room and make it into that stage 
Mm, I'm excited. But what do we expect is going to be there next year? I really want Rogue One to be there in a big, big way. It will definitely want it. Yeah, he's British director. Welsh. Yeah. Well, he. I think he doesn't actually count himself as Welsh. His parents are Welsh, but I think he was born in England and he counts himself as quite English, I think. Would you say that? Just, uh, no, I don't do Would that. you stand on Christian Bale? Christian Bale's Welsh. He was born in Wales. He do, born, do you not just say but I think Luke Marley's Welsh, but you wouldn't really consider him Welsh. Mm. He's one of the so, Welsh like gentry. Yeah, I think um, Gareth Edwards moved at a very young age, so he counts himself as English. The little shit. Because <laughs> right. we need that. We need so it. next year, are you going to kick off with <laughs> Gareth Edwards? No, I don't think so. Um, so I think Rogue One will be there. I think um, I'd love to like get... I'd love for loads of people who are actually working on these movies to be there. Yeah. And like doing smaller panels. Like movies really good, like yeah. detailed stuff about like prop creation. Yeah. And like just the recreating these locations. Love for people who worked on the original movies to be there. Like the people mm. who featured in that Elstree documentary. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd really like us to host some panels because I was watching some of the people hosting them this year and... Some of them had questionable skills. I'm not saying that we're the most skilled people in the world, but I reckon we could do a better job than that. Well, the campaign for that starts here. Does maybe, it? maybe we can do some podcast down there as well. Or Rebel, and Rebel Base. Base. The Star Wars show Both. we do, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe that one first, and <laughs> yeah. then we'll do a podcast if we have time. Are you going to find this photo, or are we going to move swiftly on? Uh, I'm not going to find it, I don't think. Are you serious? I don't what, know what, what, what do you think the um, cosplay is going to be like for London? Because is there as big a cosplay following here? Definitely, is, yeah. Got it. In America? Like, it's absolutely huge. I think, like, if you look at any of the cons, even though they may appear smaller, mm. but the amount of people who cosplay and cosplay really, really well is out of this world rich. Wow. That's right. Out of In this another world. galaxy, you In, might say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here we go. I went upstairs to the Star Wars speed dating. Yeah. It said there was two pieces of paper hastily attached to the door with masking tape. Oh, the one no. on the right said, oh, please no. keep closed. Dating in session. <laughs> the other... Um, uh, Gareth Keenan dates. Um, <laughs> the other piece of paper, it said in big blowed letters, men seeking women is full I mean, in parenthesis, below, it said, the waiting list is also full. <laughs> below, for all sessions. Oh, oh <laughs> no. That's so sad. <laughs> so it was genuine speed dating. Yeah. Yeah, they have oh. it at Comic-Con as well. I didn't realise that was a thing. I thought it was going to be like, the name speed dating yeah. was just attached you, to something like, else. If you want to meet your... Someone who's really into yeah. stuff that you're into with a similar outlook on the world. Yeah. Before I joined IGN, one of my favorite shows that you guys did was a, um, a series at Comic-Con. And it's all about like people preparing to go on like the cosplay speed dating thing. Mm. Ah. It's so good. And like the men and women in those videos are beautiful. Yeah? Yeah, really, really nice. So cool. hopefully next, if, if next year, if I'm still single, I'll go on the speed dating thing. I'll take one for the team and date a man. Okay. Excellent. Good. That's on record, on record. <laughs> so, what are the good stuff that's happened this week? There's another Spidey film in the works. Now, usually we put our names next to these, but you did all these. Alex so. did all these before oh, okay, he left right. work early. Uh, so, why it's is a that, free-for-all. Why is another Spidey film in the works a good thing? Let's try and think why Alex thought that. Animated. Oh, the animated one. There's an animated right, okay, um, um, Spider-Man. Are they all animated green-lit. these days? Hey, hey, hey. By Lord and Miller, right? Look at him. He's nailing guys. it this week, isn't he? Everyone, a zinger. Saved it up. Uh, oh, we don't want to do that. Make him blue. Chris Lord, no. Something Miller and... Oh, I've forgotten their names now. That's why I said Lord Maybe and just Miller. go with Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Let's go. Rewind. <laughs> 
So Lord and Miller, the people who made the Lego movie, are now going to make an animated Lego Spider-Man They're movie. very much in demand. As That's what happens cool. in Hollywood, you have some kind of degree of success and then yeah. everyone mm. wants a bit of you. Yeah. So what else are they doing? They're doing they're rewriting the Batman Lego script? Yeah, they do, they're actually directing a movie called uh, A Car to Beat the Devil, which is a film about magic. Rich, you like ah, that? I bought the that book was a to book. read. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, still remains a book, even though they made a film out of it. Is that how it works? <laughs> no, burn it, burn it. <laughs> it's a movie now. Um, there yeah, can only so be one incarnation of this at one time, because mm. it's cursed. I quite like the idea of a, a Lego Spidey film. I mean, the Lego Spidey character in the movies... I'm going to stop you right there. It's not Lego. It is, isn't it? No, it's not. It's just, just a, an animation. It's just animated. Oh, I thought it was Lego. Calm yourself. Calm your mind. I thought it was Lego. Calm your mind, Eric. Um, it's no, it's, a, it's animated Spider-Man, okay. which I think is quite good because you can get him to do loads of weird stuff. Yeah, he can be more Spider-Man. I used to like the um, just, yeah, recent animated Spider-Man stuff. The one with the uh, guy from the Brady Bunch. Also, the know. one that's even more recent than that um, is really good as well. Yeah, well, I'm. You're not into that at all. Well, no, because I thought it was going to be Lego. And I what about Lord and Miller? Eh? Yeah, I don't know. We'll Sony have to do something. We'll see. Next bit of cool news: Daniel Radcliffe has been cast as Rockstar Sam Hauser. Yep. In the BBC sort of docudrama about Grand Theft Auto, mm. and Bill Paxton has been campaign um, has been cast as the campaigning Jack Thompson, who sort of like religiously campaigned against Grand Theft Auto. Good casting. Heavy hitters. That's like awesome. when this was first announced, the BBC it kind of. <laughs> They kind of messaged it really badly on the BBC website because yeah. the wording made it very ambiguous mm. whether it was an mm. adaptation of the game or a docudrama about the making of the game. Yeah. So it said like a Grand Theft Auto drama. Yeah. And it's like, well, that makes it sound like it's an adaptation of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they've got really good, you know, two big stars. That's massive. For a BBC yeah, it's huge. Show. To have mm. Daniel Radcliffe on BBC. And yeah. Bill Paxton. I don't know who Bill Paxton is. Rich. Who's that? Who is it? Go on. Rich, come on. Who is it? Come on. It's in Aliens. He's in Game Terminator. Over, man. Oh, okay. He's also uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge that? of Tomorrow. He's in... Uh, I actually really liked the show... Oh, God, what was the name of the show? It was good, it was wasn't it? It was. That one. Oh, Big Love. Brilliant. That's what he was in. That was a really, really good show with him. The first two seasons of that were really, really good. Um, it's, it's massive. It's really, really big. I mean, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. I kind of like sort of real life stuff like that I read that um, Sam and Dan Hauser said that it wasn't really going to be true really to well them. it's based yeah. on it isn't yeah, it yeah it's based on them but they haven't really consulted them from what I've heard well I think they went to them and they just said no we don't want anything to do with yeah. them which kind of frees them up to just actually base, loosely base it on it and just make mm. it a little bit more interesting also I don't know who the quote was attributed to but they said it's the story of the greatest British coding like story since Bletchley Park yeah right it's, oh, that's a good kind of Tagline to it, yeah. But, but that's not a good story. It's not me say he's yeah. quite he, he, cheering, pretty good. What he did, like yeah. in fairness, he ended yeah. the war two years early mm. and saved about 14 million lives. Yeah, quite good, <laughs> quite good. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Grand Theft Auto, yeah. yeah. But you're just that, killing lives that is, there, aren't you? That's quite yeah. good. I'm excited mm. for that. Uh, the other thing that came out this week, the new Jurassic World trailer, which is in the good stuff because it is there's a lot of good stuff in it. But you're um, a bit. I love Jurassic Park, but I, to be honest, the bit where they get the rocket launcher out really lost me in the trailer. Mm. I, I, I sort of, it just felt a bit too over the top. Rocket launcher. Are you in love with Jurassic Park so much that 
you kind of forget its bad points or have you yeah, gone back 100%. and watched it and gone that's ah, not as good as when I watched it when I was a kid no, no, or no, no. I, I watched the um, the original Jurassic Park all the time and I don't I don't mm. think there's anything bad about it really like there's a yeah there's a couple of so it seems like Jurassic World's never going to live up to your standards I don't know I think I would probably forgive quite a lot like I forgive quite a lot of like Lost World and Jurassic Park 3's flaws mm. like I can still watch them but, but also I'm not really that worried about it because even though Lost World and 3 or whatever they are they're not awful like no. they make like two absolute craps of crap movies no. but it's almost like the original is preserved almost in mm. amber uh, but it's true though it's like almost it doesn't affect the original or affect how much I like the original it's almost like it's own thing now yeah. and if World comes out and it's great then you might start associating them and you're heading like well what could they do next but I almost feel like it's such like a discreet movie like it's it's own thing and if it fails great you know yeah. that sucks but if it's good brilliant but it almost leaves the original ineffective for me really yeah, yeah like, I, oh no, no, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, they've killed my childhood or anything like no, that. No, yeah, like, games, I, like, like, I really want it to be great. And originally, so the only th- reservation I have, like, when I first saw all the early stuff, mm. it felt like it was preserving the um, kind of contour, like yeah. the shape of the original story. So there's a bunch of people going to the park, the park going wrong, yeah. and it's a disaster movie. Yeah. And it felt like Jurassic World was that. But it's up and running, and you've basically turned it up to 11. Yeah. So the stakes are much higher because the park's inhabited. Technology is advanced, so you can control the dinosaurs. Everything was safe. You try to push it again, use technology you don't understand, yeah. genetic splicing. And that's when nature comes back and bites you in the ass. Yeah. But in the trailer of this new one, it felt like it was like more about them hunting it down and yeah. tracking it down, which I feel like... I don't want to watch that. I, I almost want to see the other stuff in the trailer, which is like rides going wrong and yeah. people being chased. Like and that. then you've got these a couple of like the human drama in the foreground. Yeah. But then I don't... And it un- might be that still. The only, yeah, it might be that. But that's the thing. I don't understand. They say like, it looks like they're hunting it. But at the same time, if it's such a badass, why is it running away? Just be like, I'll just eat all of you, actually. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still really excited about it, but cautiously, more cautiously after that trailer. How clever do you think it'll be? Well, smarter than me, but that's not hard. So. Yeah, you got, still haven't torn out your implant. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to appeal to two age groups, doesn't it? Really, because it's still—I guess it still kind of wants, you know, your generation. Like when you're a kid, yeah. it wants them to see it and love it, and then that be their Jurassic Park. Yeah. But then it also wants the fans of Jurassic Park to be, be involved. To see what a kid would think of Jurassic Park, whether they think it was, yeah, so magical or. Let's go get a kid. I, I we think, can get I a think kid they from. would. Um, probably outside. Just go rob one. Go out and get one. Go we can't one. bring a little kid in to watch Jurassic Park. Go magic him away. Okay. Magic him up here. Ma- magic him up into the room. Yeah, and then magic Jurassic Park in here as well, and we'll watch Jurassic Park with them. I don't think Ooh. either of you know how magic works. Mm, interesting. <laughs> what are some of the rubbish things that have happened this week, then? This is a really rubbish one, actually. Um, so Joss Whedon, in an interview this week, he's been doing the rounds for the Avengers, Age of Ultron, Junkets. But I think this might be like. an old interview I read. Really? But it's just surfaced. Oh, right, okay. But it's weird, yeah. I, well, I think he might Whedon... have reiterated it. It's, right, what, it's an odd mm. kind of... But he said, either for the first time or again, that <laughs> Edgar Wright's Ant-Man script was the best Marvel script, the best Marvel script they've ever had. So that's really sad, isn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, they are still drawing from it. His name's still going to be in the credits, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. They, there was some arbitration this week where Cornish and Wright will get a uh, st- story derived from. Right, okay. And they will get a co-writing credit. Because right. in Hollywood, this stuff is like a science. Yeah, it's like yeah. measured depending on how much is contributed. And they'll like compare yeah. actual texts 
to evaluate because <clears throat> you know you get certain perks and royalties yeah. etc yeah. so you have to treat it like a bit more like a science it is sad especially when Whedon is like Marvel's script doctor like mm-hmm. he's been brought in to like tweet things oversee stuff give stuff advice like yeah. he when he took over Avengers he like well he wasn't even like directing yeah. as I understand it the story that went around was Marvel ran the script for the Avengers by him the one right. they had and he just went that won't work Really? Yeah, there's a story that I'll find it for you after the yeah. podcast. And he said, nah, that won't work. That's awesome. It's all wrong. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what would you do? He was like, well, I'd do this, this, and this. They were like, all right. Do you want to do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to write it? I think we wrote it. And they went, do you want to, do you want to make do it? it? <laughs> uh, just ask one more thing. Um, it's, I, uh, it's sad. We yeah. always watch uh, Avengers together. Uh, that was really, really nice. And they showed the Ant Man trailer before, and I have to say, up until that point, I wasn't really on board with Ant Man. I couldn't. I thought the trailer, the second trailer, was a lot better. But then I watched, and I thought, mm, I'm not really sure. But then seeing it on the big screen and seeing like the cool effects when he's small, I, I am up for it. Now, I, think I, think, yeah. I think that'll. I think that'll have almost more impact on the big screen. That's yeah, an exactly. obvious thing to say, but. Mm. Mm. I really like the silly things. I really like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's a fun movie. When you're a kid, it's like, there's something really like magic about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just that concept. And there's a whole subgenre of films and TV episodes where people get yeah, shrunk yeah. like inner space. Yeah. Yeah. It's really... Inner space is so good. <laughs> inner space is brilliant. It's a great episode of Futurama like that. Mm-hmm. And oh, we, should, we should do a feature on all of these. Definitely. But it's the, something about that that's really magical, like seeing reality transformed. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. I just think... I just, I don't know. And it I went down well as well. With yeah, the yeah, it did. I'm not the, a massive the train fan. bit got a big laugh, didn't it? I'm not a massive fan of the bad guy they've got in. What's his name? Oh, the guy from Corey, House of Cards. Yeah, House of Cards. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of. He's good in House of Cards because he plays like this sort of person you kind of want to hate. But in in this, even though you're obviously meant to hate him, he just doesn't. He's not very charismatic or charismatic enough to yeah. be a Marvel bad yeah. for me. Uh, not that that would ever be intentional not that would ever go oh we need can you write a weak villain but it's almost like because it's probably a byproduct of the fact that all the attention in the script really goes into like establishing the new hero that the byproduct is you don't want to make like for instance if you were doing your origin story for Batman don't put the Joker in it Mm. just because do you know what I mean because it kind of unbalances it perhaps yeah I think it's great you know the, the art would be to like nail both yes I mean, that's always be the plan. I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much of of this script then is has got the stuff that Whedon loved in it. Yeah. Because as you say, like Egg Wright's getting bigger act, a uh, bigger writing credit than yeah. So there will have. be stuff in there. Like, and I read that one of the reasons why they thought they disagreed about it and the way it went, the way it went, was they didn't want to necessarily incorporate, like, have their hands tied. Right. And they wanted to didn't want to incorporate maybe X, Y, and Z character. Okay. And also, apparently, there were some disputes about the core morality of the character. Right. Mm. And that's a phrase that's been bandied about, core morality of the character. Yeah. So maybe they made their Scott Lang a bit more unpleasant or yeah. a bit more of a, a dick yeah. than yeah. Marvel necessarily wanted him to be. Because ultimately, it's him in prison, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, it's a family film. Ultimately, it's a Marvel movie. Mm. And he has to play nice with the other kids. I hope that script leaks at some point so we can have a read of it. That'd be really That'd be good. That'd great. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like I'm um, speaking to Chris about this on the Super Show the other day. It's like, it wouldn't happen because of budget, but it'd be great. So I'm reading the new Ant-Man comic. It's yeah. really, really funny. Yeah. And it's from the, oh, I always forget the guy's name. This guy wrote Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Okay. And it's a really funny comic. It'd be great if they did it as a, like a Netflix comedy, like yeah. high budget mm. comedy. Because in the new comic, he, it, like he gets cornered by villains who think he's the old Ant Man, right? And they're like, 
or he meets and they're like oh sorry mate i didn't realize you weren't hank pym sorry yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> or he'll meet like another guy like taskmaster and he'll go my arch nemesis taskmaster and mm. taskmaster will go what you, <laughs> do you think i'm your arch nemesis i, I i've i consider that to be spider-man and he's like wait don't embarrass me <laughs> and i love this this great bit i told you about it's like it's literally about him being a crap dad not being yeah. able to earn any money yeah. get any superhero gigs because nobody wants him to save them yeah. and he buys like a diorama of don draper's apartment from Mad Men from a toy oh, shop yeah, yeah. and he shrinks himself down in that and his daughter when he has her on weekends and they sit in there and watch his phone which he props against the side of the diorama so as like a imax size screen that's, that's awesome. brilliant that would be such a good like yeah. tv show mm. Like you would be able to do stuff, but ultimately this, they still, there's a line in the trailer where, yeah. are you ready to be the hero? Yeah, mm. it's like, yeah I know what you mean. I'm glad you mentioned Taskmaster. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters, I think. Yeah. Like I've always loved, like the stuff that him and great, um, Deadpool do together, yeah. just really, really funny. Yeah, it's a cool outfit as well. It's really good, yeah. And his power is amazing as well. He can literally just do anything by looking at it. That's pretty good. Um, so the other rubbish thing this week, Boba Fett is both alive and dead. What is this about? So I think this stems from, again, Alex wrote this, and he's been very <laughs> circumspect in that. So I think it's to do with Boba Fett um, appearing in the Battlefront trailer. Right. And some people speculating that that takes place after the events of Return of the Jedi, and okay. therefore he's alive. Now, I think people have gone back and said Battlefront shouldn't be treated as canon because it's just fantasy battles and we're yeah. throwing all the characters together. But, but I think, kind of thing, yeah. But I think it brings back the bigger question that Boba Fett is such a popular character. Yeah. Are we going to... Is he going to survive the Sarlacc pit? It is mm. odd, right, that if it is taking place out of Return of the Jedi, it is very, very odd after making such a big song and dance about what's canon and what's not canon. Hello, what are you putting your finger up for? Well, I don't know if Battlefront does take place after. Battle of Jakku does, which is the DLC. Right. Okay. And that's going to take place after Jedi. But everything else, I think, in Battlefront, is that basically, because they haven't clarified this, there's right. lots of misinformation and they people are speculating. They didn't say when you were out there. So... So Battle of Jakku definitely takes you place. You should have asked them this, mate. No, I'm getting to it, mate. So are we, at, we asked <laughs> Easy them. Boys, we asked on. them because you know there's a shot in the trailer where Boba Fett's there firing. Yeah. And in the background, you see the crash Star Destroyer. Right. We said, is that Battle of Jakku? Yeah. Because if it is, that means... He's alive. He's alive because that's after Jedi. Yeah. And they said, no, that is Tatooine. Mm. And it's like a fantasy scenario. It's one of the fantasy battles in Battlefront right. where you can crash a Star Destroyer on Tatooine. You can have Boba Fett. You can have Han Solo. You can have all these people out of context because mm. that's what Battlefront is. Otherwise, it'd be really boring just reliving. I know that, right? I know that you know that. <laughs> so why are you not saying stuff based on knowing that? Because they've been so good up until this point. They've been so sort of like strict and everything. And, you know. They are being strict. There's a logic to it. I know there's a logic to it, but it seems like just they've just stuck Boba Fett in the trailer without even thinking about you know I feel like no like they that. probably did think about it they wanted people to talk I'd about like to it think they did. I, I feel like we're making it into almost almost misinterpreting okay. it okay. I think they're basically go both of that's cool you can play them in Battlefront because mm. it's like it's just a crazy game with all this stuff Star Wars stuff that like play like toys to play around with yeah. and have fancy battles like when I saw the behind closed door presentation they actually showed a slide of kids playing with Star Wars toys and it's like that's what we want Battlefront to be like the core mode right? Yeah. Okay. and then other stuff will be more like canonical and okay. story like because Okay, that's fair enough. I don't know. I'm but it raises a bigger question about Boba Fett in general. Like, 
the last time we saw him, he went down the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. There's rumours of him appearing in Rogue One because mm. yeah. we know he you know, was involved. He's going to be involved in stealing Death Star plants, perhaps. Yeah. So that's fine. That's when he's still alive. He's but still alive then, yeah. would you, do you want that to be the death of Boba Fett? Because it's quite an ignominious death. Just float for you know it's not. Yeah, no, I, I think they've got to bring him back in a really cool way. I think he's like they'll show him, you know, how he got out of the startup. Do you think we in the Force Awakens? Oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, imagine that. That would be really cool. Maybe it'll be like the little Easter egg afterwards. <gasps> imagine that little post oh, post credits. I even thought about that. Star Wars. They are mm. absolutely yeah, yeah, going to start doing mid credit well. yeah. tags yeah. <gasps> for the, like the anthology movies and like <laughs> oh my god. Maybe that's what it is. We've nailed it, guys. Imagine that. Imagine oh, imagine if it's like a night in the desert yeah. of Tatooine and there's the opening of the Sarlacc pit mm. and you just see a hand. Yeah. <laughs> or a little, little thing on top of his helmet. Yeah, that'd be yeah that little thing. That's why they designed that little thing. A Star Wars Celebration, I found an original sketch by Joe Johnson mm. of Boba Fett, which was cool. How much is it? No price tag. Ooh. That's when you know it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Exactly. Excellent. Right, let's go on to some feedback then. But before we do that, we've had a special one from the Duck Hunters, um, Rick Crossley, who says, Hello and Duck Hunt. Hope you guys are well. Just thought I'd write in to let you all know about the first London Duck Hunt community pub meetup on the 15th of May from 6pm at the Loading Bar in Dalston. They have an incredible list of cocktails and craft beer. For example, Earthworm Gin, Skyrum, Destiny, Destini, which is Martini, Deus Ex on the Beach, just to name a few. We have lined up, as well as a little Duck Hunt pub quiz, the Duck Hunt Mario Kart tournament, some screeners, some awesome community stuff, and much, much more. So this is a pub event that everyone's organising. We're going to go along to it on, did I say the date? Yeah, Friday the 15th, 15th of May. May. There you go. And I've got another plug. Do you want another plug? Yeah. I've got one. So, um... Witcher 3 is coming out, Wild Hunt. You're all, you're both really excited about The Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing with IGN, we're going to do a film club where yeah. we are asking you to vote on some of your favourite movies involving big scary monsters. Okay. And we're going to show those around the country in cinemas in London, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Bristol, Birmingham and Manchester. To vote on those movies, you can vote and pick the movie that comes to your city go to the witcher film club.ign.com to vote some of the movies include alien and um, district nine cloverfield the deer hunter terminators one and two predator and the monster screening will take place on the 5th of may and the hunting screening will take place on the 11th of may so go vote excellent cool. i forgot to say what the url is for the duck hunters meetup it is http colon was it forward slash forward slash yeah you don't need this tinyurl.com forward slash Duck Hunters London. Basically so, just tinyurl.com forward slash Duck Hunters London. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but we'll be there. So if you're, Reading, isn't it? So if you're in London, please come on down and get drunk with us. Yeah, sounds good. Feedback. Number one, Will Reimer. Hey, Will. I know you've probably been asked this question many times before, but which comedy moments have made you laugh the most in your life? Ooh. Uh, I thought the dog barbecue, the dog barbecue turkey scene in Peepit Show. Oh yeah, yeah. I know which one you mean. Oh, and yeah. the boat scene in the Inbetweeners were amazing, along with some scenes from Life's Too Short. Yeah, I have to say that I haven't, uh, I've, I haven't highlighted the bits um, where he just goes on about how he, 
great he thinks Life Too Short is, because I thought it's a good question preceded by absolute drivel about how good Life Too Short is. <laughs> Life Too Short is not a good TV show. Pulling no, no punches it's, here. <laughs> it's not terrible. It is terrible. No, it's, it's not. Awful. I think we should respect Will's opinion and maybe tackle his question. Yeah. Instead of slagging him off, Gav. All right, all right fine. Oh. Um, I mean, <laughs> Simpsons, I, I watched all the, like, I watched, you know, season seven to 11 of The Simpsons all the time, I mm. think. And that's, there's some stuff in there that just really still makes me laugh, like out loud all the time. Mm. No matter how many times, like season nine, I think is the perfect, one of the most perfect like comedy um, series ever. And it's just so good. And some of that still makes me laugh. But. I'm going to back Will up. Okay. I'm not going to pick Life's Too Show. Life's I'm going to go good. for an early work. I'm going to go for The Office. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I, rem- I still vividly, vividly remember the first time. It's, it's, yeah. it's so overexposed now. The first time I saw Brent dance. Mm. Yeah, I just I I absolutely <laughs> lost my shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I just remember watching it. I was like at college at the time, just like crying. Yeah. Just because it's the most painful, weird it's hard, yeah, moment. And now it's like, it's it's hard to, because it became such a thing. Yeah. Like him having it shouted at him. Do the when dance, he just, yeah. yeah, do the dance, do yeah. the face, do the dance. Yeah. But I remember the first time I saw that, I just, I was hysterical. Rich. Boat Selector. Shut up, bro. I, I am a massive fan of Boat Selector. As <laughs> Did is, you know this? As is Alex, actually. Shut up. Oh, I no. He does the do voices all the time. Yeah, yeah. It. Oh, it's so good, man. Don't, because I really like you. No, would you not like Boat Selector at all? No. Oh, it's so funny. Well, like, you and Alex, you, Alex cracks up when you do the Mel yeah. B. Your phone's vibrating. Wow. It's going to make noises. Um, yeah, oh, no, it's, it's hilarious. I just love it. Like, it makes me proper belly laugh. Like, oh, from season one, it is exactly my type of comedy. Oh, just, just absolutely stupid, like, stupid characters, yeah. crap accents. I love it. The stuff that I watch at the moment, the stuff that I'm watching at the moment is just, and I've watched some clips just over and over again, is uh, from uh, from Tim and Eric, the John C. Riley bits, Steve Brule. <laughs> that makes me laugh out loud as like, well. That's that hilarious. stuff is. I think it's the funniest stuff on yeah. the internet at the moment. I'll send you some clips from it. But if you if you, if you want to find, if you're having a really rubbish day, Google like Steve Brule job interview, and it's one of the it's one of the best like funny things ever. It's gone. I want to watch it now. It's yeah, good. you're cracking up already. Really good, Rich. Thanks, Will. All right, you've given me the hardest name to pronounce. Uh, Pleric leukemia. Petrick no. Leukemia. Petrick Liedmar. Okay. Petrick Liedmar. I don't know where he's from, but... Oh, from the Netherlands. Let's put it down the bottom. There we go. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? All right. Hey, guys. I usually watch movies in cinema in 3D, which is kind of a, which is kind of the standard here. And with Age of Ultron coming up, I was wondering how the studio shows that movie in 2D or 3D. With a movie like Gravity, it adds to the experience, but does it add anything with a Marvel movie? And does it still matter? And what are your preferences since Avatar came out? Um, is he asking what they show when they show it to us? Yeah, I mean, so we went to see it. Uh, we went to see a press screen of it, and that was in 3D. Yeah. I think they always kind of show it in 3D. Yeah, if, if, if they can, if, if that's what it's going to be, I think they do. I think yeah, because those screenings are, are really to sort of test everything mm. for the premiere, right? Which is usually like the day after yeah. or something. Um, and that's always going to be shown in 3D. I would prefer to see it in 2D. Would you? Yeah. To be honest, in general, we used to talk about this all the time a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, to be honest, I don't really care. No. I, like, mm. I f- more, I it more depends whether I'm wearing contact lenses or glasses. Yeah. If I'm wearing glasses, um, then I find it more annoying. But I thought some scenes were quite good. Like, I was, there were yeah. some scenes towards the end, like the really, no spoilers, uh, really epic fight scenes. Oh, yeah, that's Obviously, amazing, yeah. Mm. Really amazing, because the camera yeah. moves through the action. Yeah. And there's, like, stuff above you and below you and... That's actually quite good in 3D. The trouble yeah. I have, though, is that there were some shots in Age of Ultron where the 3D did look a bit shonky, okay. and that really distracted me from it because my eye right. was just drawn okay. to it. And I don't know yeah. if that's just because 
I don't know, maybe I'll just look at that kind of thing anyway when I'm watching films, but yeah. like get distracted away from the plot. But yeah, I didn't really like it that much. I'd rather watch a film in 2D just because I think it's a lot more vivid and because I wear glasses and I don't wear contact lenses, so it's yeah. a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, it should always be my preference. But saying that, yeah. I thought there were some scenes that were quite good in 3D. Yeah, I think so. But again, it's, yeah. yeah. Daniel Taylor says, Duck Hunt, hi guys. I was having a discussion with my friend about what you should include in your top 10 favorite movies. He couldn't understand that I had films in my top 10 which I'd only seen once, Gravity, Reservoir Dogs, Old Boy, and reckons that your favorite films are the ones you've seen the most. If that's the case, Home Alone and Jingle All the Way would be up there for me. <laughs> You're <laughs> horrible to be in feedback. I, I heard the other no, day no. people have to raise their kids. Jingle All the Way is brilliant. Jing, I've watched, I, I really like Jingle All the Way, like oh, genuinely. Right, okay. but I was laughing because it's funny. We'll be up there for Jingle me. All the Way ain't funny, mate. <laughs> I've seen it. Oh, man. There's Put a bit, that cookie down. Have you seen the video of like Phil Hartman and him? Like someone's done like a remix of it. No. They've put the cookie down, like done like a sort of jungle remix of it. It's called Jungle really? All the Way. It's so funny. There was a film called Jungle All the Way, wasn't there? Was there? Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> for me, some of the best films do not have a great deal of rewatchability due to some aspect which makes them good. Uh, for example, difficult subject material, excellent plot twist, cinematic experience. Do you guys agree, disagree, and what films, if any, do you have in your top 10 that you have only seen once? I don't have any in my top ten that I've only seen once, but I would put like Requiem for a Dream up in yeah. what he's saying. Like I, I love that film that, yeah. so much. Seen Schindler's List loads of times, but I never love it. Exactly, you're not going to stick it. No, exactly. That's what. Because we did lists of like favorite movies, like editors on IGN, and I thought, you know what, I could do a list where I think it's like, oh, these are the best movies ever made that I like. I thought, sorry, I'm just going to put my favorite movies. Yeah, and that's not the same thing. I've got movies up there way too high for like. Almost like not embarrassingly high because I love the movies, but I've got like Beetlejuice at three because it has sentimental value. Yeah. Loved it as a kid, and yeah, like, that's fine. and I know it intimately, and it's that yeah. like it's like comfort viewing. Yeah, I'd have to think about this a little bit more. I'm trying to because like I've never really I, I can do my you know favorite films, but to actually put them in order. But you're right because when you're doing that, do you then do you then go, oh right, no, but this film was amazing, so I'd like to put that there. Like I really love Wild at Heart, but I don't want to watch Wild at Heart. Mm. Ever. That's yeah. the thing. Like I approach it very much as a list, like. If I would like, if I wanted just to watch movies, like yeah. if I could, these are the movies that can only watch forever. Yeah, that's I would take that. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. That's kind no, of no, how no, I, I sure. wanted to do a really personal list like yeah. that. Um, I think that's fine. I don't think there's one film that I haven't watched twice. What? In my what, top you, 10. what are you on about? In my, in my top ten. Oh, right. I just like. Yeah, no, no, no. What are you on about? Like no, some like weird Goodfellas <laughs> character. You got to do yeah. two Hang times. On. So you're saying every film that you've seen, you've seen at least twice. No, no, in, in my top ten. Oh right, in your top ten. Yeah, yeah, same that, here. No, yeah. initially it was mental. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched every film like, twice. Like, is it the same? It's like, it was good. Watch it. What, what, do you want to watch it again this afternoon? <laughs> he's like uh, Abe Simpson. The Simpsons, like when he's walking into the board down, like. <laughs> Walks yeah. out backstage. Yeah. Back <laughs> I was good, wasn't it? Probably watch that again. Watch that again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Last bit of feedback. <laughs> good. Last bit of feedback. This is from Luke Gorman. Hey, Luke. He says, I'm not sure if any of you saw the Robert Downey Jr. interview on Channel 4 News during the week, mm -hmm. but it was very interesting. RDJ yeah. walked out of the interview after Krishnan Guru Murphy began asking him questions on his past with drugs and incarceration. Not to make the podcast ultra serious, but how do you lot feel about the issues of privacy and freedom of speech? I, for one, think that everyone has the right to privacy, even celebrities, and that if they do not want to discuss things, which RDJ clearly did not want to do, no one should push them to talk about it. I feel sorry for RDJ, since he obviously wants to move on from the po that part of his life, and that's hard when most interviewers want to ask him about it. 
What do you guys think about this? I'll agree I agree with that. I, I sort of disagree with the idea that most interviewers want to ask him about it. Like when I was watching that, you made a really good point, Rich, when you watched it. <clears> and you, you were like, there's no part of you that thinks from seeing that that they didn't do that 100% because they wanted that video to go viral. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, get all over Especially with Christian Guru Murphy's previous before, yeah. previous record, you know, like Richard exactly, O.I.D. Yeah. and... Well, although that was kind of his fault, but yeah. uh, like Tarantino. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think you're right there. But the thing that I was thinking when I was watching it was, I'm pretty sure I know everything about that part of Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. life. And I'm pretty sure he's, he's moved on. Not that like he's saying I've moved on and that people keep going back to it. People don't go back to it because it's not very interesting. People because... don't go back to it because he has moved on big time. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's not just mm. like you're on track, you've been yeah. sober for a year. He's like transformed his life and yeah. he's literally... Yeah. The biggest film star on the planet. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's what I don't get. Like when he was asking the question, it wasn't like, "Oh, it's an awkward question." It was an awkward question because I thought, "How, as a, a journalist doing research, do you not know everything that already yeah. is about the subject?" Yeah. And like, because everything is already out. Also, there. Also, as a journalist, if you're really interested in that, is that the right like environment to be no. doing that? Because if you look at his face, he's winding up for a punch. Yeah. Like his mm. first questions are about the Avengers. You don't care. Yeah. And you've got a little smug smile on your face and he's winding up for the punch and yeah. then he lets it go and it's just out of nowhere. It's like, this is not the right context for but this. Does, if you yeah. want a proper in-depth discussion, mm. speak to his people, get him on that. Yeah. And people might go, oh, celebrity. Yeah, he's a rich man and yeah. yeah. But that doesn't, like... He doesn't even ask it in like a particularly interesting no, way. No, he's I just like, like... He basically he's just, eloquent. He's just like... Can you talk about that? Yeah. Mm. What do you want to know about it? Yeah. Like, if you read upon Rob Downey Jr.'s childhood, it's really, you know, Tough, dire, yeah. dire stuff mm. with his dad and the relationship mm. they had, and they bonded over drugs. He said they bonded over yeah. drugs as a kid. That's really terrible. Mm. Are you going to get some, you know, how what you segueing from the Avengers into that? Yeah. How is he not going to be defe- yeah. Like, what do you expect him to, like, open up suddenly yeah. and give you some amazing... That's what I don't get, because, he's, yeah, exactly, he's only gone in there just so he can have some kind of reaction. And, like, the only you know. thing I could possibly think if you could ask them would be, like, you know, when he was first cast as Iron Man, mm. like, they never explored the addiction side of Iron Man. There's no. Some yeah. people assumed they were going to when they hired him. Yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe you can tap into that if they did the Devil in the Bottle story yeah, arc. Mm. But they've never done that, because the way the Marvel films are gone that they're not that kind of movie no series no, no, no. So maybe DC would tackle yeah that, I mean I think um, one of my favourite uh, iterations of Ant-Man is Hank Pym in The Ultimates because he's an awful awful person like because you know, like he beats up Wasp like he's just disgusting but he's, he's an interesting character to watch but He's never going to be. Uh, they're never going to go that way with him. You know, they took mm. some elements from the old. Maybe that's what they was something in in the Cornish right script. Maybe. Maybe it was more extreme, but it was because it's really bad. But yeah, you know, it just doesn't fit in with that film. And I think they are entitled to privacy. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a contract in those situations. Yeah. You know, we've all done junkets. Mm. They're weird situations, and yeah, you know the drill. They're here to talk about the film. You're there to ask them about the yeah. film, and you can ask them about all this stuff. Yeah, like, as long like, as it's part of their career, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, but also like it also depends what it is. If you're going to yeah. go, pri- would you say that to someone you don't know? I don't think you would. No, and just because they're famous doesn't give you the right. And also like, not in a junket situation either, because as you said, they're so weird, and usually you get between like four and six minutes with someone like. You, I think you've got to be a bit more clever. Than yeah, yours. my girlfriend like did the junket for Avengers. She asked Jeremy Renner about goats, and he loved it because he keeps pet goats. Oh. And he went off on yeah. one, and, like much more. So it's like you can ask them stuff off topic. It's not like they they yeah. probably don't want to answer questions about the Avengers because they're probably sick of it. Yeah, but you can't just go like meddling with their private lives because I went um, I did the Winter Soldier junket. Yeah, and what happens? You're in a hotel for people who don't know, and they're sat in a room set up with cameras and posters mm. behind all them all day as well. All day they do yeah. it for like eight hour stints. Yeah. so it's really boring. That's they're really like hot. trapped inside. 
Uh, I don't know they're rich, but still, it's boring yeah. for any human being yeah. who likes to be stimulated. And yeah. you get taken, you sit outside the room, and you're sat outside like you're outside the head teacher's yeah. office, while the person who's got the slot before you is in there interviewing. Yeah. So you can kind of overhear what's happening sometimes. Yeah. And I did um, Scarlett Hansen paired with Chris Evans. Right. And before I went in, this woman went in from like some kind of Irish TV channel. Okay. And at the time, there was lots of rumours that Scarlett Hansen was pregnant. Mm. And, you know, a lot of gossip going around. Right. And this woman went in. And then midway through the interview, I heard screaming from in the room. I was like, what happened? Shit. And they were like, get out! Get out! I can't believe you've done that. So while she went in, this woman, this presenter, went in with like like diapers and secret like baby grows like secreted about her person and midway through the interview she like got them out and like gave them to like Scarlett to hold so they could get a picture of her on camera and ask her like so you're pregnant we wanted to bring oh, you this God. gift these gifts oh, today like kind of just like like just like um, yeah again another ambush yeah to, so they could come away and I guess run an exclusive like mm. Scarlett confirms she is pregnant to whatever channel mm. and they were like get out yeah. and then before I went in like just so you know um, you can only ask about Winter Soldier and I'm like I work for IGN that's yeah. like all I want to ask her about I want to ask yeah. her about being Black Widow um, <laughs> and she was fine but yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's really awful. gross yeah it's really disgusting yeah, I don't like that at all. Hmm. Well, there we are. That's what we think about that. So if you have anything you would like to send us in, you can email IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And as we said before, 15th of May at the Loading Bar in Dalston. Come down, have a drink, and meet up with fellow duck hunters. What do you think about that? Sounds good. Excellent. Duck hunt. Duck hunt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.